It's time for a cup of Joe. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Cup of Joe podcast, the show where we try to get your week started off right with that first cup of coffee and some conversation. My name's Joe, I'll be your host, and today we're going to be talking about our favorite movies we can watch repeatedly, some historic Toronto sports news, as well as some brand new music that I think you should be listening to right now. So sit back, relax, grab that coffee, and let's get started. Who doesn't love movies? Seriously, who doesn't? If you don't, for whatever strange reason, I don't think I can honestly ever trust you. Movies are fantastic. They're a place to escape and let your imagination run wild. I've always loved movies, and I'm that person that when there's a movie that I love, I can watch it and rewatch it literally all day long with absolutely no issue. Inevitably, this leads to some frustration when deciding what movie to watch any given night, um, especially with my girlfriend, as she shares my love of movies, but not so much the frequency in which I watch them. <laughs> Is there any movie that you love so much you can just watch it over and over and over again? For me, I got probably a list of like 25, but since we don't have that much time, I've narrowed it down to about five or so of uh, my top favorite movies I can watch anytime, rewatch them all day long. In no particular order, they are number one, Star Wars. And we're talking the original trilogy. I'll never forget being introduced to Star Wars by my uncle. I couldn't have been more than like five or six years old. My uncle was watching me one day and he just popped me in front of the TV, threw something in the VCR, and it turned out to be Star Wars A New Hope. And that was it. I was hooked into this world, into this story that took place in a galaxy far, far away. From that moment on, I was just obsessed. I love Star Wars from the effects to the characters, the whole storyline. All of it just had me so invested. From A New Hope to Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, any given day, I feel like I could watch any or all three of those just back to back to back to back and it'll just feel like the first time that I started watching them when I was a kid. Number two on our list is Ghostbusters, the original 1984 supernatural comedy classic starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Reaver, Rick Moranis. Just an incredible, hilarious cast. And then you throw some ghosts in there, a giant marshmallow man trying to destroy New York, and you got yourself an instant 80s classic. I remember uh, I wasn't allowed to watch this movie for quite a while when I was growing up because there, of course, were ghosts and demons, and my parents weren't such a huge fan of showing me that at such a young age. So I'd have to kind of sneak peeks of it whenever it was playing on TV, and I would just kind of linger on the channel that it was playing on for just a little bit longer than I should have. Obviously, until I got a little older and would just throw it on TV with reckless abandon. 
Also really recommend checking out the Ghostbusters animated series. Um, If you haven't, another great spooktacular piece of entertainment. Moving right along to number three, Batman. Yes, uh, we're going to be sticking around in the kind of like 80s, 90s uh, era for uh, for this list. So just be forewarned. Uh, The 1989 Tim Burton directed film with Michael Keaton playing the Dark Knight, along with Jack Nicholson, portraying my favorite villain of all time, the Joker. Now, this movie was on TV, again, all the time, I feel like, when I was growing up. And at this point, I was also so obsessed with the Batman animated series. So when I was a kid, watching the cartoon and then seeing these characters in real life brought to the screen was just like, whoa, I just I just loved it so much. And to this day, Batman is still one of my go-to movies any day of the week. I could throw that movie on and be very happy with it. Same goes for Batman Returns. So we'll call number three Batman and Batman Returns. So, yeah, fight me about it. Number four, we got Back to the Future. One of my favorite memories of watching this movie, warning, this might get a little gross, but one of my favorite memories of watching Back to the Future was with my family. We were on a road trip for summer vacation, driving out to the Maritimes out east. Uh, our first night, we stopped in Quebec City. Now, we were with my aunt and uncle and a couple of my cousins. And uh, I want to say it was probably around like eight or nine years old. I remember being crammed into my aunt and uncle's hotel room, all of us after dinner, to just hang out, play some cards and stuff before bed. And the only thing we could agree on to have on the TV was the French version of Back to the Future, just because everybody knew the movie and everyone enjoyed it and really didn't need it to be in English to understand what was going on. (laughs) So uh, to make a long story short, uh, my dad was kind of hiding in the corner of the room and he asked for my cousin's hat and no one thought anything of it and we just hear him start clipping his toenails <laughs> and we turn around and he's clipping his toenails into the brand new hat that my cousin bought specifically for this trip. And all my dad had to say in response to all of us just being shocked and appalled and really trying to hold in laughter was uh all he could say was handing the hat back to my cousin just going hey this was a really cool hat and then just gave it to him promptly left the room and went back to our hotel room because he knew that my cousin was about to blow a gasket (laughs) so on top of being one of my favorite movies i can rewatch anytime literally any moment where i'm watching back to the future that memory just comes flooding right back that gross yet hilarious memory to this day still brings tears to my eyes uh, of laughter number five teenage mutant ninja turtles 2: the secret of the ooze now sequels normally get a bad rap and for good reason majority of them suck And I know when the second Ninja Turtles movie came out in 1991, it might not have been what most people wanted to see from the franchise, but this movie was on constantly for me growing up. So it really just holds a a special place 
in heart. As, of course, is the original film, but I think because we owned the second movie and I could literally play it whenever I wanted to, it was where my love affair of all things Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really began and started to blossom. And finally, number six. Okay, I have a top six, not top five. When I really thought about it, I couldn't keep it to five. Sue me, okay? (laughs) But anyway, uh, number six, the last one on the list for today, is Ace Ventura pet detective this piece of 90s comedy cinema is just 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 chef's kiss you know of all the movies on this list i think i could probably recite this one word for word almost that's how many times i've seen this movie and it's another movie that i watched probably more than i should have growing up and because of that as well as this other kind of special memory was just kind of formed alongside this movie about a year or two ago makes it hold uh, uh, that much more of a special place in my heart. Now, like I said, about a year or two ago, Ace Ventura was originally added to Netflix and I lost it. I was so excited. Then I found out that my girlfriend of nine years had never seen this movie. Like what? I made us watch it that night. And she loved it so much that we ended up watching it twice, like back to back in the same night. And then probably another four times that same weekend. But it's it's definitely made that movie one of our most watched movies together now. And it just feels really special. Like whenever we're feeling in the mood for a movie and we have no idea what to watch, we know we can always throw on Ace Ventura And we'll just be laughing ourselves silly and just having the best time with that movie. And that means a lot to me. So there it is. My top six is not my top five movies. There's so many other movies I could have put on this list, like any of the Harry Potter movies, Reservoir Dogs, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Those are just a few of the movies that uh, I swear I can watch over and over and over again. But what are some of your favorite movies you can rewatch? Let me know on Twitter or Instagram at Podcast Cup. Always looking for some new movies to add to this list. Moving on to a little sports talk now. Something very magical and historic has happened recently. For the first time ever... In NBA history, the NBA playoff finals are being played north of the border, right here in Toronto. Now, in case you've been living under a rock, or maybe you just aren't a big sports fan, the two remaining teams playing for the NBA championship title this season are the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. It's been 24 years in the making, but finally... The Raptors are competing in their first ever NBA Finals. Now, the Raptors joined the NBA the same year that the Vancouver Grizzlies, now the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, joined back in 1995. Uh, it was the way for uh, the the NBA to, to break into Canada. They brought up these two expansion teams. Now, for the first few seasons, um, we're pretty rough for the Raps uh, until Vince Carter was traded to them in 1998 funny enough, from the Golden State Warriors. 
Now that man brought some offensive flair to the team. And like most people, I'm sure, was my favorite player growing up uh, to watch in basketball, especially for the Raptors, obviously. In 2004, the year that Vince Carter was traded to the New Jersey Nets, I remember I was over at a friend's house. We were playing some basketball. We came inside, turned on like Sportsnet or TSN or whatever, and we knew there was rumors that the Raptors were going to trade Vince Carter, but when the news broke, we were both just gutted. Now, I was really upset, but I thought my buddy was actually going to break down in tears. No joke. That's how much that player meant to him, meant to the city, just meant to the whole team. And he led them through their first playoff run, which unfortunately we got knocked out in in the second round. But still, he did a lot for the city and for this team, and we appreciate it. Now, flash forward a few pretty brutal and then a few pretty remarkable seasons later, and here we are. It all comes down to the Toronto Raptors, who are in their first ever NBA final uh, up until this point. Eastern Conference Finals was as far as they got, versus the reigning back-to-back champs, the Golden State Warriors, who are in their fifth straight championship appearance, which is just absurd to me uh, that a team has made the finals that many times. Like, that's crazy. Now, I will not give any predictions of who I think will win in the series because I've slowly become ridiculously more superstitious with the Raptors uh, lately, and I feel like I'm chasing them all the time, but I'm not going to say it, and I'm not going to say anything else. All I'm going to say is I think there's an X factor to the series for the Raptors And it's the way they've handled the pressure of the playoffs and the finals up until this point. They've been great in all the pre- and post-game interviews. They've given the media nothing really too crazy to talk about. They've given no stupid, like, cocky quotes or anything for anyone to blow up and 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 really put like overly too much thought into they've been sticking to their game they know that they're playing a tough team and i think that composure will take them a long way and most people change their tune after that big game one uh win last thursday that the raptors won okay now full disclosure i am recording this episode of the podcast on sunday before game two starts uh, I hope they have the same type of game as they did in day- in game one, and they're able to pull out another win at home. I feel like I've probably jinxed them enough already with talking about this right now, but you know, time will tell if you're listening to this episode. So if they've lost game two, I swear I will not talk about the Raptors on this podcast for the rest of the series, but if they win... You better believe I'm going to be hype as hell next week. But overall, I do want to say congratulations to the Raptors for competing in the NBA Finals, making it here. They're battling it out with one of the best teams in the league, and it's just so exciting to watch. I feel like it's bringing out the best in the team. I feel like it's bringing out the best in the city. So exciting to have our team in, in one of these top finals. So let's keep going. And let's show them that we can ball up here in the great white north. 
Now, this episode's track of the week is a brand new tune from an iconic 90s rock band, Slater Kinney. Now, this three-piece band has been working uh, with the incredible St. Vincent on a brand new record. Uh, No date has been announced just yet for the release of that album, but we do know the name of it. It's called The Center Won't Hold, and... The band also released last week a lyric video for the first single off the album called Hurry On Home. Now, if you don't know who Slater Kinney are, uh, let me just give you a little brief rundown. They're a three-piece band from Olympia, Washington, Carrie Brownstein, Corin Tucker, and Janet Weiss. They started out in the early 90s. Um, they're one of the bands that kind of were influenced and came out of the whole riot girl movement that was taking place in Washington State at that time. A movement that was all about giving women a voice in punk rock and art and just creating a safe space, especially to tackle heavy topics like rape and misogyny, homophobia, racism, abuse, and so much more. Now, the band released seven studio albums between 1994 and 2005 before going on an indefinite hiatus from 2007 till about 2014. Now, in that time, each member went on. They did a number of different musical projects, also did some non-music-related projects as well. You might remember Carrie Brownstein had a pretty popular show, you might have heard of it, called Portlandia. Like, how is that even fair? Not only is she a great musician, but then you're able to just team up with Fred Armisen and create this incredibly successful, funny sketch comedy show for eight seasons. Like, damn it, Carrie! Now, this next album, uh, Center Won't Hold, will be their first album in a few years. And St. Vincent's production work kind of shines through a little bit on the first single, Hurry On Home. There's a lot of fuzzy, kind of distorted guitars, uh, gang vocals, you know, stuff you'd normally expect from Slater Kinney. But then there's some kind of choir-esque vocals that kick off the song and are throughout the track, which are kind of cool. And you, I think, kind of feel a little more like St. Vincent-y. And the opening riff as well is just so groovy. Just has this really awesome groove. It gets you right into the song. And after listening to the song so many times, one quality that I love about it is you don't realize how quickly the song goes by until it's done. And to me, that means a lot. Now, it's not a long song by any means. It's around three minutes long, which is pretty standard. But, you know, when you get to the end of a song and you just don't want it to end, like it feels like it ends a little too soon just because of how much you're enjoying it. This song has that quality. And I feel like that's the mark of uh, some really good songwriting, some really good production, just the whole package. It's great when bands can do that. And it makes me so excited for this new album. And I highly suggest you take a couple minutes out of your day to check it out. Slater Kinney. Hurry on home. It's my track of the week. Is there any new music you're super excited about right now? Let me know online at Podcast Cup on the Twitter and the Instagrams. I'd love to know what you're listening to. Help me uh, help me craft my own little playlist here, why don't you? friends that's it we made it we made it through episode two of the podcast look at that 
We're almost like a real show now, aren't we? Now, if you enjoyed the episode, give it a like, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your grandma and grandpa if you'd like, or just keep it to yourself. That's totally cool, too. If there's anything specific you'd like me to talk about or stories you find interesting, you can always let me know about it on Twitter and Instagram. Again, it's at PodcastCup. Give those accounts a follow. That way you'll also know when new content gets uploaded. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to keep positive. It's a brand new week. Enjoy another cup of coffee, and uh, I'll see you next Monday. <laughs>